0: a quick hello and we're good to go. Welcome to the show, Ruan Marignou. You That's get pretty good.
1: That's pretty
0: good. Yeah, generally speaking, I get the pronunciation of the name better in the song than I do in spoken. I think I actually did it the other way around there. I got better spoken than I did in the song. Yeah. But that's not important. So today we're talking about combining the metaverse with digital marketing. You're a big fan of the metaverse, and you've got loads of experience in digital marketing. How much experience in digital marketing?
1: So right now it's about five years and counting. Um, So I started doing digital marketing about five years ago, and initially I was helping my father with his painting business, so I made him a website. And this was when WordPress was the uh, best option at the time, and I think content management systems like Duda have just definitely outgrown WordPress, for me at (laughs) least. I know I'm gonna ruffle a lot of feathers saying that. Um, But from there, uh, he got leads online. And from then it was just like, I started a business out of it and I I, I never want to look back.
0: Brilliant. Well, there are a couple of things though. Number one, I agree with you. Uh, I've been a WordPress user for years and it's kind of default knee-jerk reaction. That's what you go for because everybody else is using it and because it's relatively simple. And then uh, Anton Schulke convinced me to try to do that. (laughs) <laughs> and it took me 20 minutes to build a site. And I didn't have to think about anything. And it was so simple. And we've just triggered a knowledge panel for a client using a Duda website. Nice. And I don't know if it's Duda, Duda magic coming in, but it was faster, better, bigger, more impressive as a knowledge panel. And I think it's because of the simplicity of Duda. And the other thing is that people talk about 30% of the web word is WordPress, mm. but Duda is actually on an awful lot of sites, because if I understand correctly, they also drive GoDaddy sites, and GoDaddy sites, there are gazillions of those. So right. Duda is maybe 10% of the web, 15% of the web, I don't really know. But there's a huge number. So Google is incredibly good at digesting Duda sites. And the fact that you haven't heard of Duda, I think, not you personally, but the audience, right. Right. doesn't mean to say it isn't a great platform to use. Now, that's a bit of advertising for Duda, but you're a Duda fan, is that right?
1: Yeah, we've been using Duda for quite some time now, and um, coming from WordPress, it's been really, really great for, for the exact reasons you just said. Speed, quality, control, management, all of it makes it really easy for an agency. So we're big fans of it, and i um, also a big fan of Anton as well. So me and Anton go back. Um, he was at SEM Rush when I met him, yeah. uh, and now he's at Duda. So it's funny, because when he was at SEMrush, he was, uh, I was using Duda, and he and, and he started working there. So I was like, oh my God, that's perfect.
0: <laughs> right. Brilliant. No, Anton's a great guy. Um, and now we're going to move on before talking about the metaverse and digital marketing, because you're creating a company to do with the metaverse. You say there's not very much to share there, except for the fact that's where you're going. And do you think we're all going into the metaverse, whether we like it or not?
1: So I do have a few things to share there Um, that I would love to share with you. And, and so you can actually see what this means. But um, I don't think every company is going to go into it. To be very honest with you, I think very specific segments in industries are going to go into it. For example, there's no reason why you need to enter a 3D interactive experience to buy an e-commerce product or to find a piece of information. But you may want to enter a 3D experience if you're trying to learn something. So I think there's going to be certain segments that go into it. I don't think it's going to impact every vertical of business.
0: Right. Well, real estate would be one that I would think would be hugely beneficial or benefited by the metaverse and 3D interactive immersive experiences. How fun. We'll be talking about that and where we're going in digital marketing with that. Stick with us for that. But in the meantime, we're going to be talking about brand SERPs. I always start with this. I looked up your name. Is your name unique or fairly unique?
1: Yeah, I think it is. Um, If Google's showing that as me perfectly, I think nobody competes with me on my name. So I think that it's uh, pretty unique. Those photos are terrible, too. Like, I wish I could fix that.
0: (laughs) Well, you can. You just have to work on it, which is what we do at CaliCube. And you could join the CaliCube Knowledge Panel and Brand Support Support Group and talk to us about how to do that. And it's actually really not very complicated. It's a question of dominant photos, dominant groups of photos. Mm -hmm. And then Google will show them in terms of the dominant photo from each of the dominant groups. And if you think Mm -hmm. of it that way, it's really easy to manage photos on Google. Secondly, I looked at your company. Develop Mark, and you have a Google business profile rather than a knowledge panel. Mm. And one of the things that strikes me about companies is that that triggers even here in France. So I look at that and I see a local company rather than a big agency. I would argue that's a problem. Would you think it's not a problem for you or for companies like you who are national or international but look like a local business when they've got the Google business profile triggering?
1: That's an interesting question. I've never actually really thought about that. Um, I think, I think about not, it all day long. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I, tell. Um, I don't really know how that impacts us. Um, I think we want to remain local because that's that's who our clients are. We don't work with really? any, like, national brands, but also at the same time, we also want to look authoritative. So I've never really thought about that. You know, I'd, I'd love to hear kind of your your thoughts on that, because our clients are national, but a lot of them are local but all of oh, them yeah. are local service-based businesses. So plumbers, doctors, dentists, those types of things. Um, so it's really Brilliant. important that we look good to them. Uh, yeah. And then anything outside of that is kind of just a brand play for us. So I'm happy the reviews are showing up there. We get quite a bit of good reviews, but ultimately I would love to see what it would look like if we had a knowledge panel.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, we, we actually talked to somebody earlier on uh, about using KaliQ Pro, which is an agency platform for knowledge panels and brand serves to integrate Um, this for local businesses. And I tended to think local businesses are not going to have the budget to use something like CaliQ Pro, and it would be using a huge mallet to break a small nut. But actually, I think we can adapt CaliQ Pro for this purpose. So plumbers, electricians, local doctors would be able to get some value from CaliQ Pro through the agencies that use it. But you were talking about a knowledge panel. And one of the things we try to do is to get both the knowledge panel and the Google business profile. And then what Google will do is show the Google Business profile when somebody is very local to you and show the Knowledge Panel and then the Google Business profile at the bottom of the right-hand side of the SERP when somebody isn't local to you. And then you're winning on both fronts. You're looking authoritative and you've got that local presence. So that's the answer to your question, which you almost asked. Right. Brilliant stuff. Moving on, a quick announcement about us We're our own headline sponsor today. CaliCube is the headline sponsor of CaliCube Tuesdays, which makes total sense. And we have three basic solutions for everybody for their brand SERP. For the beginners, you read the brand SERP book that you can see there. If you're an intermediate, you can take our brand SERP courses. And if you're a super expert, an agency, in fact, then you would want the SaaS platform, CaliCube Pro, which helps build knowledge panels and manage brand SERPs. CaliCube, it's all about your brand SERP. You are listening to Branded Search and Beyond with Jason Barnard. Now, back to the show. Now, on to the metaverse with you, Ruan. First of all, define the metaverse because I think it's a word people throw around and we don't really know what it means.
1: Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Um, basically, it's the collection of interactive experiences. Um, if you go extreme, it's the collection of interactive experiences with the decentralized nature, meaning the user owns its contents and not the website platform owns its contents or the social media owns its contents. So the metaverse is, is experienced on the desktop or the mobile, not just VR. A lot of people are thinking that it's this thing where you have to put on this these huge set of goggles and interact with the metaverse. Um, If you've ever bought a cryptocurrency, if you've ever entered a game that's simulated uh, like Roblox or Minecraft, if you've ever played Fortnite, if you've ever entered a 3D virtual experience, that is all a collection of the Metaverse. So the Metaverse isn't necessarily one big place. It's more like different websites, but they're different worlds. So when you think about the internet, the, the Metaverse is the internet, but then there are different places where you can access that creators develop, just like we make with websites. So I always like to explain to people, right now we're looking at our computer with a two-dimensional screen. Um, mm-hmm. In the Metaverse, you're inside it using three-dimensional. So the experience is going to go from looking at a 2D experience, and the experiences are going to be now 3D. And developers like myself are going to build these experiences for visitors to interact with. And, of course, that brings up a unique opportunity for brands to sell digital goods inside of the Metaverse, either using a fiat currency like PayPal or USD, or using a cryptocurrency like Ethereum or Solana. So we see a large potential for businesses to start entering the metaverse early on. Mm. Um, And there's different platforms that allow you to rapidly build these virtual worlds. My favorite one is Spatial because it doesn't allow, it doesn't require you to have a cryptocurrency wallet, which usually detracts a lot of people because there's a lot of scams going on with cryptocurrency, right? So um, I think the best metaverse companies are gonna realize that people want to just use their Google login or their Facebook login, so.
0: Yeah, I've just realized something, as you were saying all of that, is that in 2004, we had a website for kids called Buwan Kwara. And Mm. we were building a a shop where we were going to sell, or we did sell, in fact, um, records, books, plush toys, and Mm T-shirts. And we got super over enthusiastic because we were using Flash, which is the animation tool that Steve Jobs killed it. Right. And we created a, a real shop, animated shop, and you walked into the shop mm-hmm. and you walked around the shop. And it was all this animation with different scenes that I was putting together. Mm-hmm. And you could take the products off the, sh- the shelf, mm-hmm. put them in a real basket, an animated basket, and That's take cool. it to the checkout. This was 2004. Guess what happened? We didn't sell anything because right. people didn't understand. Was way back in 2000, well, I don't think people would buy anything today either. But right. I spent a year building this thing for nobody <laughs> to actually buy it. And then we had to take it down. And then we installed OS Commerce and we started selling. So we were obviously 20 years ahead of our time. Do you think that's something that could potentially happen today and that we were just 20 years ahead?
1: So first and foremost, that's pretty impressive that you were even doing something like that. Um, you know, the, the, the challenge there, yeah. is the devices that people had didn't acclimate with your technology, where now we have these rapid fire computers and phones and... Rod, but in be- fact,
0: with, with, with Flash, there wasn't a problem with that. Anybody who had the Flash plugin could just go through it. And it, it actually worked on, on desktop. Mobile wasn't a thing back okay. then. Yeah. The problem was that people were confused and didn't feel comfortable. Mm. And we realized that people would go in and they'd say, well, this is a game. So they didn't think they could actually buy anything. And if they did buy something, they'd pay money not to get something. So we made the mistake of making this virtual world that people thought, well, it's virtual, so I can't buy. So there's no point. So we didn't sell anything. They weren't ready and they didn't feel comfortable.
1: Do you think that's still a problem was my question, I think? I don't think so. Um, I think at the time where 2004, the PlayStation 2 was coming out. And so people were getting familiar. (laughs) I'm old. Yeah, me too. (laughs) People were getting involved with digital worlds like Grand Theft Auto was a really big push in 3D worlds. And so now kids are growing up playing Roblox and Minecraft and they're comfortable (laughs) asking their parents to buy digital currency, to buy digital goods that aren't even real. So I think as that generation starts to grow, we're still a little too early right now. But I think as, as soon as Gen Z and Gen Alpha become a little bit older, brands are going to be uh, they're going to rush to create these virtual worlds
0: right when they, when they get their own credit cards and have enough money on the card of their own that's exactly. when it's going to explode right sorry carry I on so. I cut you off
1: yeah because they're going to be they're going to be very comfortable with making that a meetup place with their friends and their families and all of the other colleagues that they've met so a lot of kids are meeting people digitally so they don't actually meet a lot of people until they're in like school physically so but they're doing it early on mm-hmm. as an avatar in a world where they have a money system like Robux, where they can buy a Robux and they can trade. So they're learning economics inside of these virtual worlds way before they ever touch a real dollar. So I think that um, Mm -hmm. as we see the future grow, I think we're still way ahead of it. I think I'm at that flash time that you were at when I'm building these things. Um, And I'll send you an example of what that's like. But um, it's very similar to what you just said. Um, You enter a world, you choose how your avatar looks. If you have a preset avatar, you use that avatar and then you experience and it all follows
0: Ooh. you through. Well, actually that's something else we did, is that the, the kids who signed up for an account, which was yep. free, would create their own avatar using the animated, the little illustrated, sorry, parts of the body, and then the avatar would follow them around the website. Yeah. Uh, and it was huge fun. I spent hours building it, and I, or days building it. Really enjoyed building it, and that was something that kids really did latch on to even way back then. Right. Um, the fact that they had a representation of themselves following them around the site as they played made them feel like they were part of the site. That was hugely powerful.
1: Yeah, and I think that's identity at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, we've I purchased um, you know digital collectibles that are in the thousands of dollars, and right. the reason why we purchase these things is because if we're going to be spending time in virtual worlds, I may want to be wearing a Nike hoodie. <laughs> And Nike is the only person or the only entity who can issue that virtual good as an NFT. And so you're going to have a very similar situation to the real world. Why do people buy BMWs? Why do people buy Adidas? Why do people buy Nike? Well, it's because it's identity. So I think the avatar is going to play a major role in identity. And there's platforms like Ready Player Me that allow you to create one avatar and use them across all of the worlds. So um, decentralization is going to be critical, but uh, uniformity is going to be even more important. Where right now we kind of have to adjust to the website's experience individually. In the near future, the website's gonna have to adjust to us individually. And so that's gonna change a shift in how we interact with experiences.
0: Yeah, can you explain that in more detail? Because I was thinking every website's gonna build their own system and nobody's gonna fit into anybody else's system and we'll move from one website to another and feel completely out of place. But you're saying we take our identity with us. How
1: would that work? So it all happens with your wallet. Um, So there's a wallet that allows you to carry a lot of the digital identity that you own. So when you think about it this way, right now we go to a website and they cookie us. And so in the near future, our wallet's going to basically confirm Mm -hmm. if we want to be cookied or not. And if not, the website will not be able to collect any information from us. And so it'll be a situation to where there will be, um, um, you know, this organization of transferring assets and being able to use assets in different websites. That's kind of the whole point of it. Um, But there's also going to be a situation to where we have complete control of what follows us and what doesn't through the digital wallet. And there's a lot of rumors that Apple is going to be a big player in this, especially with Mm -hmm. their XR headset coming out in July. Um, And they have the wallet system already in the iPhone. So the moment that that happens, um, we could see a huge shift in importance of this world fast. Um, But for right now, it will be a situation to where a search engine um, does not collect any of our information unless we grant it. And then from there, anything that we collect from a website, any valuable, any digital good can be used anywhere else. So to to think that Apple is going to play nice with Google and they're going to play nice with Facebook and they're going to do all this stuff. Um, is kind of a long shot. And that's why this whole ecosystem is being built right now is because they have complete dominance of the user, where in the near future, the user is going to have complete dominance of the platform.
0: Right. Well, there's a couple of things there. Number one is you talk about um, your own identity and your own data. And Alicia Korobka was talking to me about brand SERPs and knowledge panels. And what we do at CaliCube is rest back control of your data as Google shows it on the SERPs, and this example of your photo, which is why I have put that back up, is saying you can take control of the photos that Google shows. Mm-hmm. You can't do it 100%, but you can certainly get very close to control right. if you pay attention and you build it. So you, you are, we're actually, ironically, using Google's own data to figure out how to take back control of ourselves from Google, mm-hmm. in Google's own results, which is delightful. And the metaverse sounds very much like a, a switch around for, for, for us all in the sense that we then control our identity. But you said earlier on that it's not all industries. Therefore, it's only still partial control.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll always be partial control because there's just so many technologies that people opt into. Um, but who knows? You know, I think like when the Internet came out, we had no idea how it was going to or when the Internet started becoming popular in the early 2000s, late 90s we had no idea how it was going to impact small business until geography became a big play with Google. So Mm -hmm. I think that right now we're building it for small business. We believe that there will be a need for a search engine almost where people can visit digital experiences. And we hope that when that becomes popular, we'll have tens of thousands built out. Um, But to your point, I don't think it's going to impact every single industry. I don't think it's as big as an innovation as the internet or ChatGPT is. But I do still think that it's going to be critical to understand this, especially if you're an emerging brand. For example, I think it was JCPenney didn't get a website until like 2005. And mm-hmm. to think about that, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty dramatic. So I think we're going to have a similar conversation yeah. in 2040 about like, wow, this like this company didn't get a virtual world until now. That's insane where you have companies like Rob, uh, uh, Walmart and, and, and Nike building inside of places like Roblox. Mm-hmm. So they see the value of, of demonstrating their product to Gen Z and Gen Alpha.
0: Right. Yeah. And uh, kind of thinking back to the back, back in the days of Blue and Koala, 2004, 2008, we were competing with a, a site called Club Penguin. Mm-hmm. And Club yeah. Penguin mm-hmm. got bought by Disney. Yeah. And they and us both created these kind of virtual worlds that kids were living in. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the problems we had, at least with parents, is saying this is becoming addictive. Mm-hmm. And my child just wants to be in the Buwa and Koala world all the time. Right. Uh, we spent a lot of time having Buwa and Koala say to the children, now go out and play. Yep. Um, and I think Club Penguin did, took it to another level of this entire virtual universe that Disney got on. I don't know what happened to them, but you nodded. Did you play in Club Penguin?
1: I had a lot of friends that did. I never personally did. Uh, I was always playing the very violent video games. Oh, wow. um, so I was never playing some of these internet-based video games. Um, And I think that's because the PlayStation 2 at that time had much more processing power than the internet did. So I was able to play way better experiences with that. Um, But to your point, that's exactly it. Things like that, um, things like um, Sims, all of those different types of virtual worlds were way ahead of their time. The only difference in those virtual worlds is you don't own any of it. Um, Whereas the metaverse and with the blockchain you actually own what you have with your wallet that is worth USD. So for example, if you spend a year in Club Penguin and you decide to leave that ecosystem, you can trade your Club Penguin items to a member and actually get real money for it. Whereas the digital economics right now doesn't allow you to take your Instagram profile and sell it through the blockchain. It's usually a sketchy sale We have to share login and information like that. Where a lot of the Web3 developers, what they're doing is, is they're creating an ecosystem where you can actually sell your digital goods for money instead of you use the platform for 10 years, then you don't own anything.
0: Yeah, now I'm suddenly feeling very naive. People sell Instagram accounts.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, <laughs> I'm yeah. so naive. I'd never thought of it before. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's sketchy, but let's like, if you, if you wanted to set up, if you wanted the name Jason on Instagram and somebody had it and they weren't using it and you offered them money, like they would sell it to you. But once again, you're sharing passwords. That's sketchy because they own it. Mm-hmm. Whereas an NFT, if, if, if Instagram did it as an NFT, the digital blockchain would have a record that you purchased it from that person. So it holds up better in court. And there are a bunch of slew of reasons that I won't get into as to why it's better. Um, But using the blockchain creates complete transparency with digital assets. And that's why it's powering the metaverse.
0: Right. Okay. And earlier on, I was actually confusing virtual worlds with the metaverse. So the metaverse is a huge step away from that. Now, my question here is Mark Zuckerberg, in my opinion, is starting to look a bit silly Mm. um, because he's obsessed by it. But his metaverse is, when I look at it, it just looks garbage. Yeah. Go ahead. Say it's garbage.
1: Yeah, um, I think Mark Zuckerberg, he's, he's failing to realize one very big important concept with the metaverse and that it's not Facebook and it's not centralized control and it is built on a blockchain like Ethereum or Bitcoin or Solana. It's not built on the USD. And so I think he's going to have a lot of trouble getting people to use his platform for that reason. He has something called Horizon Worlds, which looks horrible, um, especially with all the money that they've developed. When I send you a link to an example, it just it already looks better than what Facebook's even made. So I think that um, Facebook, Apple, Google, they're going to miss a huge area of opportunity in integrating blockchain. But of course, that's scary for them because they're investing in in an economy that's not even real. (laughs) So
0: Well, I mean, they're all investing in the walled gardens where they keep everybody for as long as possible. And you've got Sir SEO because Google are keeping people. You've got Facebook desperately trying not to send people to websites and LinkedIn not promoting content if it's got an external link. They're building these walled gardens and you're preaching, as it were, the absolute opposite, which is freedom through your wallet. Uh, they don't want that. They're going fight to that, fight that tooth and nail, aren't they?
1: They are. And um, I know Gen Z that, that they don't even have Facebook. Um, but they have, you know, they have Instagram, but then gen alpha, are they even going to have either of those? They might just have TikTok. And if we know the Asian community, um, they are very invested in web three. They're actually the ones building almost the entire thing. So I think that, um, we're going to see a large adaptation of how, which applications we use based on that walled garden approach, Mm -hmm. because we don't want to invest a ton of time and resources into a platform only to be. Um, not able to take any of the things we've invested in elsewhere um, because emerging technologies are happening so fast. So I want to make sure that if I'm investing my time and energy into a virtual world, that I can exit and take it with me and make sure Facebook doesn't own all of it. Um, and if that's the case, Facebook's going to have dire, especially in the virtual world, it already has so much competition in the virtual world. Um, But over time, I think that people are really going to value their resources and assets, especially if Apple and all these different places embrace the digital economic economy of Web3, which is having cryptocurrency in your wallet. Or if Apple even made a cryptocurrency to use in its worlds, um, I think that that's going to become very, very bad for Facebook. Now, Facebook does have the hardware, so they have the Oculus, which, once again, really isn't isn't that amazing. Um, We're very excited to see what Apple is going to come out with. Because Apple, like what you said, kids should be outside. Apple's going to integrate VR and AR, and so what you do virtually is going to take you physically in the real world. So, right. we're, we're very, very interested in seeing what that happens there.
0: Right. So, I mean, so Apple, you think are going to be the big player here?
1: Based on their um, design and their, uh, you know, cutting edge software and iOS, I know people are just like obsessed with iOS. Um, I don't know, but I, there's a good chance they're going to beat Facebook on it. I think.
0: Right, yeah, and it makes total sense. Um, I, 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 can, I, can, I can see that happening. Um, and the, I mean, the other thing that just struck me is that you were saying that the metaverse isn't necessarily for all industries. Number one, can you give me an example, like six examples of industries that would benefit from this? But secondly, if you're talking about having a wallet, a virtual wallet, and going from website to website, it doesn't matter if the website has a metaverse in the 3D where you enter, they can still be part of that blockchain um, self-control of one's own identity online mm-hmm. without having the metaverse, the physical metaverse, as it were, um, wrapping. I don't know what yeah. you call it. So those are two questions. one, of is Which industry should be going for it now? And number two is, can other industries then join in without having the 3D world?
1: Yeah, so there's a few industries that are going to be impacted right away with it. Um, one is education. Um, there's a the rise of like GPT right now which allows digital avatars to basically come to life, right? Mm -hmm. So you have a digital avatar that's programmed with a GPT API. And now all of a sudden in these virtual worlds, you have real life simulated avatars that are fully conversational. So Mm -hmm. developers are going to program that for education, where you're going to have virtual classrooms, you're going to have virtual simulated experiences, where you'll actually be able to go through the entire Titanic with conversational AI. Things like that, I think are going to become really important. The second one is fashion. Um, Fashion is already being dramatically impacted by the Metaverse. Um, Louis Vuitton, which is the biggest fashion company (laughs) in the world, they're building a ton of Metaverse resources right now. They're patenting a bunch of Metaverse-related items, and all of it has to do with fashion. If you want a Louis bag inside of a Metaverse platform, it's going to cost you money, right? And you can't just make a fake Louis bag because the origination of that item is followed on the blockchain. So if you told me, Jason, that you had a bored ape, I can easily figure out if you actually have a Bored Ape or it's just a simulation of it. Because of the blockchain, right. It its origination is critical. So Sorry. a lot of these fashion companies are going to do that.
0: Yeah, just on fashion before you carry on with your list, I was just thinking you're going to have people sitting there in a really dirty white T-shirt with holes in it, looking incredibly impressive in their Louis Vuitton, Vuitton clothes in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. That's so
1: cool. It, <laughs> not only that... <laughs> Yeah, not only that, but just like Instagram does the blue verification check, yep. um, your your items will have a verification check that it actually originated from Louis Vuitton. So yep. when you go to sell it to another user, it's actually worth what it's worth, and it's not a ripoff. So right. scamming is going to be very very difficult to do in the metaverse if you're educated at least. Um, right.
0: Okay, so we've got education, fashion. What's the next one?
1: Gaming. Uh, right. Gaming is going to be impacted dramatically, um, and 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 for the reason I just said. I buy a, a game and I play that game for four years and I don't own any of it. And so mm-hmm. gamers are really waking up to that. And then I think the next one that it's, it's really going to impact is going to be anything that requires um, um, the, the, the privacy sector. I think it's going to affect mm-hmm. the privacy sector dramatically because a Web3 website basically allows you to connect your wallet and then you, you give it permissions of what to access. So for example, I want to give it permission to access my name, my email address, my phone, mm. whatever it may be. Whereas right now, you're kind of just saying accept all and you don't really know what you're accepting to. where the blockchain's gonna create a unique opportunity for people and businesses to exchange information at will rather than exchanging everything just because someone clicked accept all and they wanted to see content.
0: Right, okay, brilliant. And so all websites can play this game from yes. that perspective, okay. Definitely. Absolutely brilliant. And the last question then is always the same is about branded search. I thought that was a hugely interesting conversation. Now we're going to bring it to my favorite topic. <laughs> uh, either or or both. How can the metaverse help with branded search and how does branded search tie in with the metaverse? Which one or both?
1: Well, so right now it's if you build a good a 3D experience and you put a couple of trending keywords on it, people are going to search you. So for example, if let's say, um, I don't know, if, if Target wanted to build a metaverse experience and it was tied to something that was interesting and millions of people wanted to visit it, that's going to bring up targets brand search immediately Mm. because it's new. Uh, And then kind of the second question, how does branded search tie in with the metaverse? Well, if you think about it this way right now, when somebody visits a website, you just see a number on analytics. So if I visit your website, Jason, you're going to see that I visited your website. I'm going to be a number. Whereas the metaverse, you're actually seeing that person and that identity in your experience real time. So you're actually going to be able to interact with that number one instead of just seeing it as a data set. So this is very, very far from now, I think, especially from the general population. But when you enter one of our metaverse experiences, I'm not seeing you as a, a hit to the server. I'm actually seeing your identity and you're giving me the right to talk to you if you raise your hand to do it, right? And so I think it's gonna change the way we do sales and marketing and persuasion and, and website marketing and digital marketing dramatically.
0: Which means that brand becomes even more important in the sense that brand we trust, we will share information and we will put our hand up and agree to discuss with them. That's absolutely brilliant. Brand is already super important, it always has been. People have been forgetting that in the SEO world. It's now important in SEO, it's important in your marketing and it's going to be important in the metaverse. Thank you so much, Ruan. that was really great. And passing the baton to next week's guest, Matt Art. He's wonderful. And he'll be talking about leveraging anthropology for effective content marketing. I'm really looking forward to this one.
1: Yeah. Well, Jason, thank you so much for the time today. Uh, It was very, very helpful. It's great talking with you. I've heard a lot about you. Absolutely brilliant. That was delightful. You get the outro song.
0: A quick goodbye to end the show. Thank you, Ruan. It was a lot of fun. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. CaliCube. It's all about your brand, SERP.